Hello and welcome to the AV Forums Movies and TV Podcast for February 2024. Tonight I'm joined by Mark Costello. Bonjour. And Simon Crust. Hello. Our February Movies and TV Podcast continues our new format of providing a top 10 list of recommendations, uh, what you can watch in February. And then we're going to deep dive into a single topic. This month, we're looking at how we consume our movies and TV shows. So cinema, streaming, disc, streaming on a TV, watching on TV, projector, tablet, a mobile, <laughs> the notions of quality versus convenience and how it influences our decisions in what to watch and how to watch it. But first, competitions. Uh, a few nice competitions we've got running. Oh, you can win a copy of Peeping Tom on 4K Ultra HD, plus nine competitions from Mark's extended top 10 Blu-rays for February. It's not actually 10. Top but 18 and a half. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, including his number one pick, Inside, from Second Sight, and his pick of the month, River. Nice. Confusingly, his number one pick and his pick of the month. But anyway. I do it just to mess with you. Yeah, River from Third Window. Um, previous winners. Anthony 16V won a Panasonic Lumix S5... <laughs> Eight S five eight. Do you say eight or is it? I'm, I'm going to go with the Roman eight. Roman eight from MPB worth nearly two thousand pounds. Good work. That's that's that's, that's kind pretty of, good. Yeah. Or you can win Peeping Tom on four K. <laughs> <laughs> uh, LT won an Anthem MRX five forty receiver worth over fifteen hundred pounds. Oh, good prize also as well. Good work. Yeah, yeah. I feel it overshadows our ones uh yeah, like peeping tom's pretty good new star supporter ellers won second sight's lavish high tension 4k limited edition box set paid off already there you go and new supporter i confess i'm a geek all in one word won second sight's lavish mean streets 4k limited edition Ooh. box set good uh, job peoples yeah it's pretty good going uh new patrons ellery fiddler I think that's Ella's, I would guess. And John Richard Clements. Uh, and bought us a coffee at Chojin and Jimenez. Uh, thank Cheers you very all. much. Thank you for all of that. I, I Every time I want my coffee, every time it reminds me <laughs> I want my coffee and I wish I'd made a coffee. Um, but thank you, patrons. Thank you for buying us coffees. Very nice. Mwah. Let's have a look at the best titles we have watched in February 2024. And number 10, I mean, the, the first like half of this list is always <laughs> painful, isn't it? You know this, Mark, because of your no. top 10 Blu-rays. You do. It's like <laughs> the first 10 of the list are like, are these on anyone's top 10 list? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, but the, point, the point is, though, Kaz, we all had fun with them. That's why they're there. Okay, they might sure. not be masterpieces, okay. but they are fun. So go with it. Okay. Go with it. At number 10, The Bricklayer. It's uh, available on Sky Now TV. Uh, 1080p is the best I can get out of Now TV. I don't know whether someone with Sky 4K out there can check whether you can see this in 4K. Who cares? <laughs> um, Rennie Harlan, who did Cliffhanger, Long Kiss Goodnight, Deep Blue Sea, and Die Hard 2 now does the skills yeah he puts aaron eckhart through the liam neeson taken formula for this utterly straight to streaming actioner uh it's got a bunch of colorful deaths hey 
mostly involving bricklaying tools, even a brick, which I have to say it did. I mean, the first 15 minutes of killing people with tape measures and bricks and a trowel and, you know, on a on a rainy rooftop. And I mean, it was it was. But, but does he do silly, it with puns? Yeah, he doesn't. He, do it, but, he doesn't. No. He, he just throws a brick at someone. He just. He doesn't go here. Catch. He doesn't go um, here. Catch. Yeah. That's hardly a fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. All right. Fair enough. He doesn't go lay <laughs> this for me. He doesn't. Nice. Better. Yeah. Better. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he doesn't do anything, but he does throw a brick at someone, and inadvertently, it got a, a chuckle out of me. I was. I was not expecting him to actually. With an actual brick, it's very on the nose. Most time, people throw bricks at your cars. You're not laughing, are you? No, probably not. (laughs) Uh, It's it's spectacularly bad in terms of script, but so bad it's good for me. I I enjoyed it. Uh, I I talked about it in the review. I talked about it in the chat. I'm going to say it again. Fabulous scene. He's recruited. He was he's like ex special forces, black ops, whatever. Of course he went is. off to be a bricklayer, and he's got to go <laughs> back into action for a covert mission. And he's about to board this plane to be jetted across the world to go on this covert mission to track down some assassins. And he has to go and get his tool bag. And his companion says, "What are you doing?" And he, and he goes, "I never go anywhere without my tools." And it's like. Spoilers, Kaz. Spoilers. <laughs> Whole things ruins. Just what a fabulous, fabulously bad script. Sounds ace. <laughs> so how does it make your bricklaying tools? You're taking them on a on a black ops mission. Your black if I brick- had Sky, I'd be all over that like a tramp on a chip. I mean, uh, Beekeeper is in the cinemas, unfathomably entertaining the masses, and I, I did enjoy that too for similar bee puns. Uh, and if you're waiting for that to land on Sky, which it will imminently, then this is a, a good bit of trash nonsense. Number nine is you, Mark, telling me it's not as bad as it really is, but I'm still not going to the cinema for it, which is Kingsman's Matthew Vaughan putting together a team, including Henry Cavill, Dua Lipa and John Senna in a super spy blockbuster that's really about Sam Rockwell and Bryce Dallas Howard writing a book. Uh, this yes. is Argyle. So not as bad with low expectations. Uh, it, it appears that people called Mark quite enjoy this film. Uh, <laughs> myself and uh, Monsieur Commode, uh, sorry, Kermode, uh, seem to actually quite dig this. Now, look, it's not a great film. Let's be really honest. But what it is, is it's so scruffy. It's all over the shop. There is action as dance. There is dance as action. There is some really great scenes put together. I said in the review, it's three great films squashed into a less than great whole, but there are enough bits in this that I thought were actually really quite cool. So yeah, I'm going to stick my neck out. That Kermode, he knows a thing or two about films. He may go far. So uh, yeah, is this in your hopes of getting the your new podcast pitch, The Two Marks, off the ground? <laughs> no, 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 no. I've got Mayo on the phone. I'm going to replace, you know, curb mode when he's when he's when he runs out of hair gel. Uh, no, nice. it, it, it'll be coming on Apple Plus, uh, Apple TV Plus soon enough. I reckon a lot of people who are sniffy about it will catch it on a boozed up Friday night and have a real good time. With I bet it, it'll so. be fine on streaming. Of course it will. I mean, yeah. Uh, the next one is another controversial one from you, which is Halo 2. 
Uh, well, well, slightly less controversial because I don't think anyone really likes the Halo TV series, especially <laughs> fans of the uh, Xbox shooter, myself included. However, there is enough in this. It is carrying on in exactly the same mold as the first season. Uh, it is skirting round game lore. It is doing things which a lot of fans don't like, i.e. Master Chief is taking his helmet off far more than he's actually wearing the bloody thing. Master uh, Chief, not Master but, Chef. Yeah, that, that's a that's a different film. So, but, I'm, but it would be a crossover I would be up for, Simon. Uh, no, it's it's... It's exactly the same as season one. If you watch that and thought, Mare, it's all right, it's passable, that's exactly how you'll feel about season two. Having said that, I have just caught up with the third episode and it looks like the fall of Reach is go. So I have big hopes that the rest of season two will be a bit more of the action spectacular the game was and not necessarily what the first season, first few episodes were. So potential. Keep watching, folks. Hmm. Well, time for my controversial one, which is Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, nothing like the Doug Lyman directed 2005 Brangelina thing. I, like that. I thought that was ace. It was okay. I had a lot of fun with that. And I, I re actually recently rewatched it. I had a lot of fun with it. I've got mm. no problems with it, but this is nothing like that. That's very sort of McGee. Good McGee, but it's very McGee. Char Charlie's Angels McGee. Yes, yes. First, first Charlie's Angels. But anyway, it's 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 very very kind of frivolous but fun. This is uh, Donald Glover who championed mm -hmm. his um, show Atlanta, bringing his behind the scenes and in front of the screen acumen as the uh, creator, writer, and um, star of this. Um, and it's a bit more like Severance which uh oh. i know i know <laughs> it's more subversive more going on under the hood who knows um whether that's enough to get it the popularity of a second season but it's got a roster of uh choice cast. Guest stars yeah Good really cast. a whole bunch of character actors turning up for like hmm. one episode john Turturro, billy campbell uh ron perlman um it's it's got a nice a nice slot. Um, and I, apart from maybe a little bit of a lack of chemistry between the two, it was actually going to be Glover paired with uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, but it didn't happen because she, she didn't like the way it was going. Uh, she got replaced by Maya Erskine, who's the voice of the titular Blue Eye Samurai. Mm. And, and they take a while to mesh. Um, but um, I enjoyed it, and it's got some good action, some tense moments, nice. uh, and uh, I would like to see more from this. What Waller Bridges probably got really grumpy at the fact, Kaz, you've uh, identified Parker Posey as lost in spaces Parker yeah, Posey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I know. Well, you might as well have said Blade Trinity's Parker Posey. <laughs> well, it was that. God it was sake. actually down to that. It was down to <laughs> Blade Trinity or lost in spaces <laughs> Parker Posey. She'll really thank like, you for that. Way to yeah. sell her career. I know. I know. I really like Parker Posey, but in I terms do. of mainstream, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to list out. Uh, Josie and the Pussycats, Parker Posey. That's no. what you should have gone with. No. No, I, I, it's not getting any better. <laughs> um, number six, Promised Land, Mads Mikkelsen's Denmark's answer to Far and Away. It, it's it's okay. It's um, does he do a terrible Irish accent? Yeah, it's 
it's carried by Mads Mikkelsen being Mads Mikkelsen. And he is tremendous. It's a story of like a, a former soldier who who wants to get um, a title and he wants a patch of land and he goes to this Baron Jutland in, in Denmark um, to have favour from the king. If he can conquer it and grow something there, the Martian style, uh, he can uh, he can own it. But it, it you know it turns into a war against the locals, a war against rich landowners who believe it should be barren and therefore annexed to their large estates and um and the elements just growing a damn potato um but it is it is mickelson you watch it for him he makes almost anything infinitely more watchable than it really should be and this is no exception true good uh if you want the kids to watch something orion in the dark on netflix dolby vision dolby atmos uh, when reviewing this, I just suddenly realized that Netflix has had a better track record recently than Disney in terms of fair that entertains my little one. Certainly Leo, uh, Magician's Elephant, Sea Beast, Demona, My Father's Dragon, Klaus, Mitchells and Machines. That's a that's mm. a pretty good roster of films that we actually return to. Um, this is this is based on a kid's, kid's book about a kid super anxious hilariously anxious uh and it, it works at that dual level for example he's anxious of killer clowns that live in sewers i think he's we all are quite frankly yeah, yeah there's, you know? there's nothing wrong with that so he's he's got a lot of anxiety going on in his life um and his worst one is darkness <laughs> the dark Pesky. when he when he meets the dark um then it, it's a, a a romp to explore his fears and get to know the beautiful things about nighttime. Um, it's, it's a pretty damn good kids nice. film and works very well for adults. Uh, the, the next three are all individually pretty tough. Iron Claw. Ah, right. You know what? Mickey Rourke, Aronofsky, they did the definitive wrestling movie, but this is a pretty good companion piece to that based mm. on a true story about the von eric wrestling family uh, it is so terribly tragic very obsessive wrestling family the dad just believes that stronger faster harder is the way to go in life and with his kids and um and they they suffer as a result and the audience also suffers as a result <laughs> oh, it's a yeah. tremendously painful watch um zach efron unrecognizable he looks he looks like someone injected botox across his entire body he doesn't <laughs> doesn't just look like he's super fit or even like he's arnie he just looks like someone inflated him and it's it's insane <laughs> to see i mean it's absolute dedication yeah. I hear that hear that the director gave them carte blanche on how they'd like to look. He didn't ask them, obviously in shape, but he didn't ask them to look that way. And Efron, he went above and beyond. Um, the Bears, Jeremy Allen White is great in it, uh, and it, it is recommended, but not an easy watch. Um, nice. American Fiction, I loved it. Jeffrey Wright finally getting a lead vehicle. He's a writer. He's very intellectual. He's very fed up with the world and uh, none of his books sell because they're not black enough in inverted commas and uh that's 
because he doesn't write them in the style that apparently everyone is expecting from a black author. Uh, so in a, a drunken moment, he decides to change his style and it, and it changes his life forever. Um, it's very witty, very touching, and it's surprisingly even um, tempered with its sort of assault on this kind of socio-political landscape. Um, I, I really loved it. And right, he deserves more lead vehicles. How many lead vehicles have you seen with him in? I mean, he, he's he's just great in this. It's perfect for him. Nice. Uh, equally, holdovers, Paul Giamatti, again, rarely getting lead vehicles. Uh, he reunites with um, Alex Payne, who did Sideways uh, like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And he was also great in that. Uh, it's a 70 set story about a, a, a very grumpy old man teacher who has had enough of everything and gets lumped with the holdovers, the leftover students over Christmas. And he is going to torture them. Uh, it's surprisingly heartfelt and touching and uh, wonderful. Just really, really, really good christmas movie a couple of months after christmas um my number one choice is not the number one choice it's just i'm going to talk about it because it's from freaking november and for some reason even when i did the review people were saying they'd never heard of it so i'm going to talk about it now uh culprits have any of you have you guys seen culprits Culprits tv show yes awesome oh yes yes i have a winner You've watched the first four minutes, have you, Mark? I haven't even done that, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely cracking. I'm putting it it's number one. Go, go out and watch it. I know it's not a, a February release. I, I cheated completely, but it, it, it's a it is a great show. And if you watch the trailer, it'll put you right off. If we see the poster, it'll put you right off. Um, mm-hmm. But it's if surprisingly you're looking to cast, it'll good. put you right off. <laughs> Harsh, harsh, harsh. No, right. everyone else, for everyone else, listen to Kaz. For me, just ignore everything he says. But for you've everyone got, else, you've got like a an allergy to good TV. Um, yeah, yeah. You, do, 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 you do. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's my gluten. It is. It is. <laughs> Our TV movie and TV discussion is quality mm. versus convenience. How do you consume? Your movies and TV shows. Hungrily is the answer, Kaz. Hungrily. Well, let's do let's do us first. Sai. Hello. What do you what do you go for? So so the questions we put to Twitter, which we'll we'll get the responses and the kind of vibe up from those. But so the first question was, what's your preferred way to watch a film? So that's not actually how you watch it. In an ideal world, what is your preferred way to watch a film? And the options were cinema, streaming, or disc. Uh, in an ideal world, an empty cinema. Oh, nice. And your answer would be, Mark? Uh, disc. Even in an empty cinema? Well, to wouldn't... be fair, that, to be fair, I've converted me. Gary, I've got the projector, I've got the big screen. It's yeah. like I sit in an empty cinema every morning. So Yeah, I, I uh, suspect a lot of people feel the same way. Yes. Yes. Okay. And yourself, Kaz? Uh, why are you asking me door. such a question? <laughs> why? why are you asking me such a question? Um, I'm, I'm going to say disc. I'm nice. going to say disc. Uh, I, I, I would like to say cinema because 
sometimes I feel like it's the only way of getting the family's attention for a block of time without them like going, let's pause it and make some drinks and let's just take a break or maybe we'll finish it tomorrow or something. But I can almost achieve the lack of pauses with a disc because it's such a faff to find it, put it on, turn the sound up really loud, turn them, turn the lighting around that normally you can you can get them to behave a bit longer. With streaming, not a chance. They've got the control. They'll just pause it mid-gunshot and <laughs> uh, and be off doing something else. So. Shocker. Yes. Shocker. Yes. Twitter says, 100 people on Twitter say, 28% liked cinema, 29% liked streaming, and 43% liked disc. Mm. And YouTube says, 115 responses there, 16% like cinema. <laughs> Streaming gets 42% and disc gets 42%. So uh, mm. it's interesting because I, I do, the next question is the how do you actually watch? And I do think that streaming is an important part to play here. I don't know whether I'd ever well, choose as a preferred way, but 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 that, but that is interesting, isn't it? It's the the preference is what is is the ideal, you know. And we all know mm. we've all got lives, you know. We all know that 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 real life gets in the way of preferences. But the fact that as an absolute preference, if we had no kids, no job, an infinite amount of time, you know, and let's just say that the ninety percent of cinema goers weren't god awful crappy teens on their phones who annoy the shit out of you, right? We are still, as a as a collective of film fans, still not preferring the good old cinema. <laughs> I know, mm-hmm. which 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 to me is, I, you know, and and it's, I just don't know. I, I I worry that people talk about the theatrical experience, and I get the theatrical experience. I've loved the theatrical experience, but I think the theatrical experience is getting is getting tarred with crappy theatrical films. Mm. And I think that is now a genuine problem for for cinemas, you know, because for, for every Top Gun Maverick, for every Oppenheimer, there are going to be 10, 15, 20 crappy films you come out of and go, God, was that really worth all the extra faff when I know it's going to drop on Disney Plus slash Netflix slash Paramount Plus slash Apple TV in three months' time. So I, I, I find that yeah. really interesting that that film fans now are, and this is something I think we touched on previously, film fans are also becoming format fans. Yes. Yes, I can, Uh, inadvertently, but yes. Mm. Sorry, yeah, that was just... No, I I agree with that. I I agree with all of it. I I didn't expect it to go that way, but, uh, you know, I I can see my habits in there. I can see... um, waiting till Killers of the Flower Moon hit streaming because I just couldn't think about three and a half hours in the <laughs> cinema or also couldn't think about three and a half hours to block out of yeah. my life to go into the cinema plus travel time plus everything else. It just, uh, yeah. I, I, it wasn't a good use of my time. Um, and the same kind of to some extent with uh, Napoleon and the same with Ferrari which is Michael Mann's latest coming to, to Sky um, at the end of the month, 1st of March. Um, but if they weren't, but if they if you didn't know, we all knew Kills of the Flower yes. Moon was going to Apple. We knew yes. that, that mm. Ferrari's coming to Sky. You, you know, you know that Napoleon is coming to Apple. If you did not know that... Go to see it at the cinema, gone, yes. Would you have gone? 
Well, uh, judging by past me, yes. The un so, undoubtedly, yeah. yes, because I want to see the latest Scorsese film. I want to see the like, latest Michael Mann film. I want to see the latest Ridley Scott movie. Uh, but if uh, it, it comes down to convenience now. So, mm -hmm. so I want to see all of these films, but if you're telling me I just have to wait six weeks and then watch them from home, I'm going to watch them at home. I'll turn the yeah. sound up. I'll turn the lights down. You know, like, I'm, I'm good with that. It doesn't involve the commute to the cinema. It doesn't involve the price of all of that. It doesn't involve blocking out the time and making sure you're free at that time. You know, yeah. it's it's. I, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting when you come on some of the later questions because I think I think the simple answer is there isn't one re one single reason that's driving us away from, you know, potential the cinema. I think there's a whole host of other things, and certainly is for me. And we'll get onto it when we look at some of the other questions. But I think it's it's a multifaceted answer as to why film fans, and let's be honest, these are film fans who care so much they're actually going onto Twitter and YouTube to take part in a random survey. So <laughs> they obviously care. Hmm. And yet the numbers who prefer the cinema, the theatrical experience is so low is fascinating. Yeah. Mm. it's a strange time mm. um the next question how do you actually watch most of your movies uh simon 4k 4k oh 4k so that's 4K. so so Dish. even even though in an ideal world you'd go to the cinema to see a film the reality is that it's like 10 10 of your movies that you go to the cinema, or probably less i guess less but, yeah the, the last film i saw at the cinema was um uh godzilla minus one and previous to that it was i don't know before covid it's the last time i went years and oh years my ago god wow okay so so and i went to see godzilla minus one because you can't get it anywhere else oh, and it's not coming yeah. anywhere else nice so that comes into it doesn't it so <laughs> the, the cinema streaming disc thing um so on 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 this you'd have gone you went disc how do you actually watch them and it's what's causing you to go out to the cinema is it just not being available it's just not being available yeah and we don't but, know when it's going to be available so i had and, to see it because it was a it's just great <laughs> mark oh kaz and simon let me regale you with some numbers <laughs> Uh, I went onto my letterboxed account. Oh, very nice. And the handy export function. Oh, you want to see the spreadsheet I've got? Oh, it's amazing. So let's just take last year. So last year, I saw a grand total of 570 films. Okay. Wow. That's I can break that down. I've got all kinds of stuff. 250 of them were horror. 350 of those are from the US. 160 of those were foreign language. I've got all the stats. Thousand... Have you got the eight of them that were good? <laughs> Smart arts, Kaz. Smart arts. <laughs> right. But getting on to what you wanted to see. So of those 570, I saw 361 on disc, uh, a combination of UHD and regular Blu-ray. I saw 188 on some version of digital, combination of digital purchases and streaming, and only 4% at the cinema. I only mm. saw 21 films last year at the cinema. 21 is still a lot, still though. a lot. Yeah, but but like you say though, it's it's the combination of there was not a and I'll be brutally honest, all of those bar two, <laughs> which if you hadn't got me to go to write the review for the site, I probably wouldn't have gone. So yeah, mm, interesting. Uh, 
And what's even more interesting is I did the same for the year before, for 2022. Uh, but it was roughly the same. 63% of those, the exact same percentage was on disc. Uh, yeah. The year before, though, 2021, only 49% was on disc. But I did see 692 that year. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I mean, it is interesting in a way, isn't it? Because, for example, we were, we were going to cover Madame Webb. Tom couldn't see it. And then the reviews fell in and it was like... <laughs> we all went, get stuck. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we all decided <laughs> we're, we're just not going to cover this really bad movie with the hassle of going to the cinema to see it. Maybe mm. we'll get it on digital further down the line. Maybe we'll get it on 4K. But we're not going to go even going to yeah. review a two out of ten movie mm. you know it's just not it's not worth anyone's pain no. uh, and and it that's that's a sony although sometimes tom's movie. reviews of a two out of ten film are incredibly Exceptional, good yeah yeah <laughs> but he can still do those when they're on netflix but but but, but again though you know you, you could break this down into so of those that i watched on disc there was own so of those 570 films only 81 were from 2023 all the rest of those were, you know, from from 2022 and way back. Yeah. And I just think that we have so much choice now. I, I would I would wager that we have never had so much choice to of movies available in whatever medium and whatever format. And I think that also comes into it because it allows us to seek out what we want whether it's yes. the latest what one at the cinema or the latest thing that drops on streaming or the latest absurd niche boutique blu-ray that comes out so again i think that that choice also plays a part because some you know i i remember back 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 when i was a lad you know you'd go to the cinema to go to the cinema it almost didn't matter what was on you'd go to the cinema now granted yes. we had you know, we'd only just got VHS, couldn't afford to buy anything because I was a wee nipper, but we had, certainly had no streaming or anything like that. So you, you, you went. And so, again, feeding into this notion of why are we not going to the cinema as we used to, we don't need to. We can consume yeah. our films on any platform. And I'm not just talking about on your phone or your tablet. I'm talking about the choice of, of films, however you consume them. I think the yeah. choice that we've got now is outstanding. Standing. Driven by all the streaming companies fighting with each other. Uh, they all but, want um, your business. True. But then again, I, I do think coming on, onto discs, look at the boutique labels now mm -hmm. and, and the obscure crap they are throwing out that people like, Sai, you and me are. I know. Wetting ourselves. <laughs> it's very, very well, quite, quite frankly. <laughs> but, but, but again, it's like uh, the choice means we don't need to go to see the latest thing at the cinema on a friday night to get our movie fix mm. so so and again some of it will definitely come on to convenience absolutely some people will just want to not even think about what to watch spend 30 seconds on netflix click done but for those that don't you've almost got your own curated watch list that you can pick and choose from your itunes library from your disc shelves from your streaming services or Heavens to Betsy, if you want to brave the outside world and, you know, other people, the actual cinema. So uh, yeah, I, 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 I think the I think choice that we've got is... is it does make right. a huge difference. The, the, the polls for how people actually watch them were quite stark, really. 240 Twitter 
members responded to say that 7% of them go to the cinema, 35% do streaming and 58% do disc. And in YouTube, it was very similar. 109 responses, 11% cinema, 57% streaming, 32% disc. I would say that's probably close to, to my figure. I think uh, streaming is very high around here. And thinking about the things I've seen recently, a lot of the ones I want to watch, um, an Anatomy of a Fall, I think it's coming back to the cinema. I missed it completely on its original, mm -hmm. original run because it was barely showing. Um, Holdovers, uh, Three Musketeers, Milady. These are just films that are that they play too quickly and they're gone. Uh, but, mm. but then literally, Kaz, you can go, you can do this. Click, 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 click. Oh, there we go. It's in my iTunes library. Job yes. You know, it is It is that easy. So, uh, and, and the convenience one is interesting. It's not just the convenience of watching. It's the convenience of access. That's the one. Yes. Yes, I think that, I think that makes the difference, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, so so convenience versus um, convenience versus quality was the original pitch on this, and and quality is kind of inadvertently won here. But actually, uh, it is infinitely more convenient on disc and on streaming. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the inconvenient one is really going out to the cinema. And when it goes into uh, the questions over uh, what do you value more when watching film or a TV show, it's it, both of them are basically 10 to 90% in terms of convenience versus quality. So people, paramount importance is the a video. And, and how typical you use the word paramount. Yeah, not for them. Okay, it's important for everybody but paramount. But yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> paramount importance. <laughs> Not Paramount. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so, what about for you guys then? What What, what do you think? Uh, what do I honestly think? I I will I will fold for convenience. I will only go for the best quality, the best sound, the best picture for for movies that I really love. And I perhaps I'm cynical enough. You know the the standard of average sort of six out of 10 movies mm. that I often come across mean if I'm otherwise watching it streamed and it's not in 4k, it's not, it's not doing me any disservice. Mm. Um, it's not really. And if I love a film, I would go out and seek it on disc and, and I will absolutely love, you know, revisiting the raid in 4k or, looking lovely we'll discuss more of that later Which but, will, yes yeah but um but uh, the first time you watch it yeah i'm not mm -hmm. i'm not and and certainly not enough to go and see something at the cinema i mean like once you said that argyle was okay watchable better than you expected everything my brain just went i'm gonna watch that on streaming mm. it didn't go i'm gonna pick it up on disc and it didn't go i'm gonna go to the cinema for that uh, whereas someone who watched all of Stallone's 90s films at the cinema, Specialist, Assassins, <laughs> I saw yeah, all you, of them. You'd still go and see those in the cinema I would, now. I, I would still go and see them now. Exactly. But what I mean, what I mean is I know, that, like, I know. you know, like I, a bunch of six out of ten reviews might have come for those. 
yeah, um, yeah. but I would have gone gone to see those these days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so be, being lucky enough to have my garage converted, th this often crops up because I, I've got I can go out to the cinema room for the 4K HDR full Dolby Atmos system. Or I can stay on my sofa for my nice little 55-inch LCD with my little Sonus, you know, soundbar. Uh, and and it is, it's exactly the same. It's I, I will not watch the Halo TV show, despite it only being Paramount. Inside on my soundbar, I'll go outside and I'll watch it on the big screen with all oh, the really? and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But having said that, when I you is know, that because you like banding? Yes, I love banding. <laughs> uh I don't have banding. <laughs> I have a decent projector and decent broadband, honestly. Yeah, but Paramount uh, Plus doesn't have anything to give you. <laughs> it's fine. Do, do you know condition. what? I've never had... Anyway, that's a different, yeah. that's a different, <laughs> different podcast. podcast. <laughs> uh, but, no, but there are plenty of films that I will not get my arse off the sofa to just walk out to the garage for. Plenty of them. Because I don't feel it needs the quality uptick. You know, so mm. it's interesting. Mm. well so so for you it's interesting because i read from that and not that you don't enjoy halo but i read from that that that's you're talking there specifically about the style of the content not necessarily the quality of it because let's say you came across a a, a grungy 70s masterpiece of a movie yeah which whose visual and audio aesthetic didn't necessarily warrant cinema room you're saying you'd happily watch that indoors. It's comfortable. It's convenient, even if it's a much better movie. Whereas Halo, even yes. though you're enjoying it, you know yeah. it looks pretty. Well, well, so. well, well the, the, the way that it roughly splits is if I've got a disc, I'll watch it out on the projector. If I'm watching streaming, unless it's something like your Halo or your Masters of the Air, I'll just sit and watch it in the lounge. Right. So, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Mm. Check, check me out, my first world problems. <laughs> well I got, I got the same i mean it, i've i've been collecting discs for so long uh and I, i've had enough i will i will go and get the 4ks but if it's not on 4k i will hunt it down on streaming or on digital mm. and i'll try and get the 4k digital but like my god i will not dig through the boxes and boxes of 1080p blu-rays i would like to i would like a a universe big enough to blockbusterify my my garage and have everything accessible, but they're not. And some of them are in a cupboard that's behind a sofa. You have to move the sofa, open the <laughs> cupboard. You'd realize it's not on the first layer. It might not even be on the second layer. It might be on the bottom bit at the second layer. And you have to take out 300 discs just to get to it. And then you pop it open. The disc is no longer inside because you didn't put it back last time. No, I'm just going to stick it on streaming. I mean, come on, Kaz. Do you really need both your kids? <laughs> come on. Yeah. They take up less you know. space. Yeah. And they're easier to find, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you say that. Wait till they hit those teenage years. <laughs> yeah. Apple AirTag. Um, <laughs> so that's how what we prefer. We, I mean, that's how we actually watch it. And that's the quality, isn't it? It's, Mm. But I think this next question, this is the most important one for me. 
What what do you value more when you're watching it? No, we can we, be, no we did that. Done that home. One. How do you watch most of your movie TV content? Mm. Oh, this is uh, how, whether you watch it. Oh, this is a controversial question. So we asked, yeah, how how do you watch most of your movie TV content in a single sitting or in convenient bite-sized chunks? Mm. Go on, Simon. You have to watch an episode. A full episode you can't just stop yeah. mid-episode so i will start something and i will watch it until there's a natural break yeah. movie oh, oh, oh what are you asking oh no, no i've watched an entire film there's three episodes. and a half hours of killers of the flower moon in one setting yeah i would think so yeah i would think so i mean i haven't done that yet but mm. i probably would i wouldn't want to start it and then stop it and watch it the second night that's just insanity i wouldn't want to but the question is how how do you so, so I mean, I, w- I would want to watch every... I agree with you. Sorry to skip over asking you, Mark. I just have That's to right. address this. <laughs> I, just, I just have to address this craziness. <laughs> I would want to watch every episode from start to finish. In fact, I'm one of those people who found it very hard to stop a season without binging it, if it's the same narrative. I want to get to the end of the season. I'd watch like... Back in the day, I'd binge watch 24. You know, there's there's a mm. lot going on there. But when it comes to a movie, I absolutely believe that you spoil the enjoyment of the movie if you don't watch it in one go. However, <laughs> the reality of a normal life, kids, work, everything uh, else means, grown up and gone. means it's possible that you have to take a three and a half hour movie and you have to go, I might have to watch this over three nights, mm. uh, not even two nights. You know, and uh, and that's mm. just just maybe my life at the moment. But I can't imagine mm. going. I'm going to block out. You know, finish the podcast. It's like nine o'clock at night. I'm going to go and watch Pillars of the Flower Moon until one o'clock in the morning. No, I'm not. Oh, I couldn't do you that. Know. No, I'd, I'd have to plan it. Even <laughs> even <laughs> with my no kids, I'd have to plan that sort of time. You know, I'm looking at. I'd look at the clock for when. I'm sorry, I'm looking over there because my clock's over there. Um, uh, I look at the time to think whether or not I can start watching something before I need to go to bed to get yes. up for work, right? Yes. So I won't put something on that I know is going to go past my bedtime, if you like, unless it's, you know, so good. Um, if I'm watching a TV show mm. and we come up to uh, two episodes left, I will stop at that point because I know the, the last one I'm not going to be able to see. Because I have to get up for yeah. work the following day, so I will leave two episodes to watch uh, the following night. Yeah, yeah, you get that. I can see. I did that. with, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. all, all, all I mean, the. It's, uh, it's very well planned. Yeah, it's very well planned. But for example, with reviews, I just get them in as quickly as I can. Where I, I you know, I watch them on the train. <laughs> watch them. Watch them in any chunks I can get. Train tube. How else do reviews suddenly magically appear at like 11 o'clock in the morning on the day of release? And it's the only way you can fit them in. If you if you go Mm -hmm. right for for me, if you go right, I'm going to I'm going to watch it after the kids are down and I've finished dinner and I'm sitting on the sofa. Anything could happen. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, Mark, you're nodding. Hopefully. No, no, it's it's, I'm exactly like you. There's no way if, if if I was going to only watch a film in one sitting, I reckon those 570 films I watched last year, I reckon that would have ended up being about 120. Oh, wow. I, you know, I I fit. I've, I've made the deal with the devil 
that to watch as many films as possible, I will, like you, fit them in wherever I can. You know, an hour and a half in the morning before the rest of the family gets up. If it's an 85-minute film, tick. If it isn't, I'll stop it. I'll sort my daughter out. She goes to school. I've then got 45 minutes before I start work. Oh, I'll just finish the last bit. <sighs> da, 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 things like that. My and brain that, would that, not that's cope how, with that. That's how I will do it. <laughs> I'd forget what I've already watched. No. <laughs> no. So, so yeah. Uh, so, for me, this is, and this is, again, this feeds into how I consume, how I choose to consume, because obviously you can't do that in cinema. The problem with the cinema is it's not just the two-hour film. It's the half an hour of crappy ads before it. Mm-hmm. Every single time I tell myself, don't get there when it don't get there when it says to start. Don't mm-hmm. get there. I'm there for when it get. I'm Christ. I don't know what's up with me. But then you've got all the half hour getting there and the half hour. And so before you know it, that's a single four hour sitting to watch a two hour film. It's like oh, I'm sat there going, yeah. Oh, yeah, I could have I could have maybe finished that last film, started another one, and maybe even finished that second one and started the third one in this time. So it's a it's a chunk of time. It, it, yeah, it, it is. So for me, the convenience is more around fitting the film in as opposed to the convenience of you yeah. know, I can't be asked to get out to the garage and just press play but in an ideal new... world i would would like one sitting and that totally i do totally. when when i watch a film uh I have when i have some mates around and actually on the rare occasion kids are out and i get to watch a film it's always in one go it's never mm. bite size and uh and occasionally for my favorite movies i do get to pull it off but the average netflix movie mm, no it's lucky if it even gets up on my tv nice <laughs> yeah. the, the the good the good folk who read your trusted reviews avf thank you kaz for your very professional <laughs> yeah. attitude you seem to take to them all yes yes i was watching it like, on like... my phone whilst watching a better <laughs> oh, movie oh, on oh, my God, tv <laughs> <laughs> How much have I missed? Oh, they won't know on the review. I'll just tell them I watched it. Five out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably accurate. Probably more probably more accurate than the scores I give it after having actually watched it. <laughs> so, um, the Twitter response, 68 people said said that oh, 73%, 68 people said in a single sitting. And 26% said convenient bite-sized chunks youtube was much the same 75 percent, 25 percent. i i find that baffling that people that that you know people talk about these days you know convenience trumps everything it's why physical media is dying it's why all this and yet you look at those responses most of them value quality and most of them watch it in arguably the most inconvenient manner i trying to block out huge chunks of the day interesting I think that maybe also the phrasing of the question, the first question was, how would you prefer to and how would you actually, whereas this one is just one. Mm. I think that if there was a prefer to and how you actually, there might be a slight difference. If people actually went, how do we actually watch it? It might not be 75% in a single sitting because because that's quite, I don't think that that's easy. I don't think it's easy to have size life. No. So <laughs> the swine. What? <laughs> and what? Uh, the last one was the easiest you heard, question. Cross. You were yeah, whatever. <laughs> the, the, the last one was the easiest question for us and for them, which is uh at home, on which device do you most watch your movie TV content? I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna say um 
TV for Psy because mm-hmm. that's I couldn't so imagine you watching it on your phone. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah, just saying it has made you upset. <laughs> yeah, um, no, no, it's always on the big screen, always on the tellys. But, but no, you know not what? even on a laptop, not nothing. It's, if I'm going to watch something, it's going to be on the on the on 65 inch. But, but do you know what? I'm like you, Kaz. I, I go down to London, you know, three or four times a month with work. I've I've downloaded a film from yes. iTunes onto my phone. Yes. And, you know, just literally sat there. I've done two films in a day, just to sat that? on the train. <laughs> Jobs are good. And I do pick I, the films, though, so I don't yes, necessarily you, watch yes. the, the all singing, all dancing. No, I watched episodes of Ginny and Georgia on the train and didn't feel I was doing it an injustice. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was doing me an injustice, but, you know, that's another thing. But, like, yeah, you pick you pick what suits it. Hmm. Um, I'd, well, here's a hint, though, Kaz. Whatever you do, don't pick the uh, Hong Kong film Robotrix to watch on the train. <laughs> I think I remember but, you saying that. The, per- the person next to me has probably never seen so many boobs, quite frankly, uh, than flashed up on my phone uh, during that very uncomfortable 85-minute journey, shall we say. I probably I probably got through the whole film in about nine minutes. It's like, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. <laughs> God bless boobs on the train. (laughs) Very nice. Um, I think generally the response was like us, 89% TV. What do you mean like us? Don't count me to your pathetically small visual viewing pleasure. Yeah, it is. I'm not counting both of us watching the phone. I mean, I generally think... I'm thinking about projector. I'm projector. You watch on your projector more than your TV. Absolutely. Well, oh, you should think oh. think about the light bulbs and think about the planet. <laughs> oh, I do. I don't. I bloody know it. <laughs> I've just well, uh, I've just this minute made contact to get a new projector bulb. Four hundred thirty quid. Yeah, tell us how much it costs. Four hundred. Bloody ridiculous. <laughs> honestly. Grumble. Okay. Do you know what? That's not even the first world problem. That's a real world problem, people. <laughs> honestly, that's something with. Famine and war, that is. Eighty-nine percent watch it on TVs. And I generally agree with that. I will ten percent it on on my whatever, but uh but I can see 89-90% watching it um on TVs. They are they are the way to go. And I know you like your, your projector. I I do, mm. but but also the TV is is convenient. It's there. It's there. Right. Well, we did it. We did them all. What what we decided in the end, we uh, watch okay, it, what we like, where the hell we like, whatever time we like, the in whatever choice, chunks we like. The choice is amazing. We have infinite choice, and we are the luckiest film fans around. As long as we don't have to go to the cinema for it. Yeah, that's true. Except for June two, and Paramount Plus still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. It really doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't think it does either. Nah, it's got plenty of South Park on it. It's worth getting just for that. Yeah, and I, I don't think the quality sucks either. I watch plenty of stuff on, on Paramount Plus and I'm not I'm not at all crying about it. I just like I like the hilarious rhetoric about how it's it's burning my eyes. It's so terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. All caps unwatchable. Uh, but but speaking of watching stuff on big screens, Kaz. Yeah. Is there an article that would prove very useful for me in my future projector viewing uh, ambitions? 
Well, we just uh, we just published a best Netflix action movies article, Mark. Well, that, what a best coincidence! Netflix horror movies one in the pipeline, which you know nothing about. Pretend you know nothing about it. Well, you and I are still arguing over the word best in that list, Cad. Yeah, only because so. I mentioned Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Jeez, can you believe that, Si? He meant, he, and this isn't the original. This is the crappy Netflix. Of course, it's not the original. Yeah, no. Netflix version. Oh. That Tom Tom gave a forty, which no. frankly, even he admits he he, he hundred percent was... overegged that. <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah, to be to be fair, I think he probably didn't know oh, yeah. it was a bit yeah. high. We've we've done uh, first of our um, movies uh, articles. It's a part of an evergreen structure, which is that we will constantly update them and we will uh, give them the love of future entries that best the ones in here. So as a start, we did Netflix action movies. These are Netflix original action movies. And obviously it's a bit thin on the ground. I mean, that, it, but it's it's Chris, interesting Chris, because Chris, there are Chris some Hemsworth films. Chris got to be in there, isn't it? What's that one? Yeah, Next. the two extractions, extractions are the way yeah. to go. But hmm. it's interesting because there are a few in here. <laughs> There's a couple in here even I haven't seen. Uh, you know, to- Tom reviewed them, and it reminded me. My own list reminded me that that you know Netflix does do decent movies. The Night Comes for Us is in there, which is um, which w- which I recommended when I recently re- reviewed the 4K of the Raid because it's mm-hmm. Netflix's version of that. And Tom reviewed uh, RRR, which I still oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, there you go. See, so because it's so not there's... convenient to spend three hours, Cas. Well, you know, you watch it over 10 nights. So, you know, it's a slight, slight twist there because Tom told me it was suitable for the kids. We watch the first five minutes and the guy like does a flying punch into a crowd full of people. And my my seven year old son was like, no, I'm not. I'm not handling the tension of this. So I did tell him it got better. There would be fights with slow motion fights with tigers, but he wasn't buying it. But um so that's the only reason I didn't finish it. I wasn't put off by the time. I was like, hey, family, let's watch this family movie uh, and put R R. And it was so over the top. It's beautifully over the top. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Best Netflix Great. action movies article. Good to go. Go out and find it. And watch, the, watch it all on your phone and tell us how crap it all looked. <laughs> yes. And, Get a better uh, phone. We got we got plenty more coming <laughs> soon. I'm gonna I'm gonna be finally reviewing. I've, I've almost finished uh, Monsieur Spade, the Clive Owen series. Really, really enjoyed that. And I've seen uh, the new Land of Bad, which looks like and sounds like the worst straight to video movie, starring a Hemsworth brother who's not Thor. Uh, you could imagine. Um, Keith Russell- Hemsworth. Russell Crowe's in Bob there as Hemsworth. well. Yeah, all, all of the Hemsworths, but Chris. Reginald um, Hemsworth. But I tell you, it's uh, it's as much of an undiscovered gem as um, Covenant or The Outpost. Um, absolutely cracking movie. Very Bat 21, very lone survivor, but it's got its own style. Um, it's got its own tension, some, some superbly tense moments. And um, and shot for like a shoestring budget in Australia, but doesn't look it. Looks proper gritty, firing water shells, um, action movie. Uh, 
highly recommended. I think Signature are getting it for release in April in the UK, um, but gonna gonna be reviewing that soon. And we'll, we'll have plenty more. We got June coming up uh, for the next podcast that I'll undoubtedly never heard of it. Yes, I know. That, that's one for me phone. <laughs> 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 you stick two water phones together and watch it. Yeah, IMAX. exactly. Oh, the sandworm! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Uh, do let us know if there's anything we've not covered that you think we should check out. That's it for the movies podcast. My thanks to the team. If you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a like and subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss out when we publish our live streams, product reviews, and more. And if you really liked us, buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash avforums. I am dairy-free, so oat milk, and I prefer sugar-free caramel syrup. You can follow us on oh, Twitter God. and Facebook and bookmark avforums.com. Really? Just a I'm bag not going into water. a bloody coffee shop with you, Harlow. Jeez. No, I, I am a pain. If they don't do oat milk, it's a whole yeah, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bookmark abforums.com for the latest reviews, news, and videos. Plus, why not leave us a five-star rating on whichever service you reuse, if they allow it, but only if you enjoyed the show. Uh, thank you for watching and listening, and join us for another podcast, like, really soon. Like, really soon. 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 Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.